that place is a, is a good home field advantage. I know Alabama has had a ton of success there, but there's been, I mean, look at last year's game as well. As bad as LSU was last year, they nearly went to Brian Denny and won. Now you've got yeah. primarily an entire, you got an entirely new coaching staff. You got a different team, but the Alabama team's different as well. So I don't, I don't, I don't think their receivers are as good. I don't think the offensive line is as good. So it's like, it's what could be interesting on, in Death Valley on Saturday night. Hello and welcome. Today is Thursday, November 3rd. We appreciate you being with us. I'm Greg McElroy. Along with me, as always, is Mark Kubiak. Thursday's an easy day. You guys know what it's all about. Time to get into the lines. Time to make you a little money. So we got a long visit with Chris the Bear Felica today, so I won't waste any time. Let's get to it. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Every college football season, Goodyear knows the importance of winning on the road. The road will always demand confidence, the confidence to handle whatever the journey brings and to perform under tough conditions. And just like the players and the fans of college football, Goodyear is ready. Are you ready for the road? Visit Goodyear.com to find the right Goodyear tires for whatever road you're on this season. Goodyear, more driven. Like we do every Thursday, we try to go around the college football world and try to find you some value, find you some winners. Last week, I loved the card bear. Absolutely loved the card. This week, I got to be honest, a little bit trickier, but we're going to find some value nonetheless. I know you've already scouted it. It feels like a contrarian week. If we're going to de- kind of declare it one way or the other, it feels a contrarian a little bit. How do you feel? Without a doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling okay. I'm, I'm a little angry at myself because the last couple of weeks, I've really done a number to myself, uh, switching and kind of talking myself out of some early week positions that I really liked. And by the time I get to... Saturday, I talked myself on to other games. So, like, for example, last week in the column on ESPN.com with Stanford Steve, I go four and two. <laughs> I go, I think, two and one in the triple option. Uh, and I went, uh, and good week in the Will Hill contest. And then I go and three with the games I pick on the board. Like, the only games that I lost, <laughs> I wound up putting on the board. So, it's like, I just need to do a, like, I'm, it's a very weird year for me because usually I do better when I pick a smaller number of games and I kind of narrow down as I get information throughout the week. But this year has been, been different. It's, it's been more about like volume and like the more games I play, the odds are I'm going to win more of them, which is usually exactly opposite of how I am. So the, the moral of the story for me this week is games I like early in the week, stick with those, 
and be a, and, and, and make sure that I don't don't completely talk myself off of things that I liked early in the week. All right, good. Well, let's spray the board then. If it's all about volume, yeah. we will give you it volume. Right. <laughs> You're not going to ask me about UMass UConn tonight, though, are you? I refuse. Um, I'm yeah, not sure that that – yeah, that's a game. I, I honestly uh, – I mean, I don't know how you don't take UConn, but then again, like that line – I mean, a two-touchdown favorite laying it with with the puppies, <sighs> that, that feels a little bit trendy for me. Based on the win last week against BC, yeah, I, I, I didn't realize when I when I had BC last week up on the board that they were facing the uh, the steel curtain defense of the of the University of Connecticut Huskies. But that would you, you talk about a, a team and a a quarterback and just a situation that has lost so much. I don't, I don't know if I want to say hype or respect or possibility, but like they were a functional team like. like a decent team uh, with, with Jeff Halfley and Djokovic. And stuff, but offensive line is so bad, Djokovic can't stop turning the ball over. Like, that was just astounding to watch last week. You're, confounding doesn't do it justice. And I have to sit next to Joe Tessitore, and we were on the air at the same time uh, as that one, and he about sure, jumped I'm out sure of the booth. Our, our spotter's a UConn guy. So it was uh, an interesting, <laughs> interesting uh, noon to 3.30 window there. For us on ABC, another one that we have to look forward to tomorrow night, Oregon State at Washington, uh, a weather play here, Bear. Washington's at home. They're saying it's going to be chaotic storms and weather, which makes me naturally lean towards the team that can run the football mm-hmm. and away from the team that wants to primarily try to throw it. And a lot of the money coming in on that side, too, yet Oregon State's still a four and a half point dog on the road at Washington. So. How do you respond to a weather game like this? Wait and see. I, I think it's the best way to do it because I actually, I mean, remember earlier in the in the year when we had the Clemson NC State game, uh, which was supposed to be played in the middle of a, of a hurricane, and the weather never came. Right. And I actually was reading some some someone posted about the possibility of bad weather, and someone in the area said that they've been forecasting this like all week. Yeah. And it's like, hasn't arrived. Like every day they're saying it's going to be this and it hasn't been this. So I'm going to wait and see. And, and if I need to hop in live, if the weather is bad enough where you were, it really won't matter a couple of points here or there. I would, I would get it at the number where it is. Like, isn't Washington, like, isn't it Washington or pass in terms of the side ranked team on the road, uh, home favorite who been struggling a little bit lately. Doesn't it seem like it's the Huskies are past in terms of the side? It does feel like a pros versus Joes game, especially after Oregon State just got put into the top 25 by the playoff committee. But I, my problem, Bear, is I'm not sold on Washington's defense at all. Nor and should you be. I want the team that can pound you more so. It just feels too obvious, so it's a stay away from me. Um, like I, I, it's a, to me, it's Oregon State or pass. I cannot back Washington under the circumstances, but you're right. I, I agree. I would think that that would be the public side, whereas the sharp side would be leaning towards Washington at home. So I, I think you're right if you're looking at it through the eyes of Vegas, but I just can't feel comfortable backing a team that I'm just not sold on on the defensive side, especially along the defensive front. Um, looking at some other games, uh, let's move to Saturday. Let's get to some of the big ones and just cut to the chase. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia. 
The line jumped well, out to me. Excuse, excuse me. I pulled, I pulled up my Iowa Purdue notes. I, you say cut to the chase in the big one. Give me Iowa for the limit there. Uh, but more on that one here in just a minute. Um, looking at this, ten, Tennessee and Georgia. The line opened at nine, Bear. And I, I was I was like, wow, okay. Um, there were, there were 13s out there last week. It, it said, like I saw on FanDuel, they posted some. Wow. And my, my buddy turned me on he, to like looking at some of these. He's like, they're posting look aheads. And like, they had Georgia minus 13 uh, uh, 10 days ago. And obviously, we that uh, that that's long gone now. But yeah, it, it's weird how that, this number hit was, was a lot higher than I think people thought it would have been. And I still think a lot of people think this number is higher than they would have expected it to be. Uh, I still think that Georgia is the big question mark here. Like, I feel like Tennessee has a little bit of a team of destiny feel. Granted, I don't like them away from home in a setting like this. Yes, they have played away from home, but that was in a noon game against LSU. LSU at that point wasn't what they are today. So I, I, I can't... Still a pretty damn good win, though. A great win. I can't lay the points. I just can't. Not with the inconsistencies that I've seen from Georgia at times. And I think when you look at it, Tennessee, if there's one thing they do pretty dang well is that they're pretty good against the run. And that's what Georgia is. They want to run the football, and they lack major explosiveness through the air. And that's been the Achilles heel for Tennessee, mm-hmm. our explosive passing attack. So uh, I, I think that Georgia – I don't think Georgia – I think they can win the game, but I think they're going to kind of have to grind it out as opposed to being able to air it out a little bit like Alabama did. Now, I think Georgia's defense will play better, but ultimately, man, I can't lay that many points uh, against yeah. a team like Tennessee. How do you stand? How, how, how do you think the uh, the Nolan Smith injury will affect Georgia? I mean, it's not like they're lacking talent on that side of the ball, but it's, a, it's kind of a big deal, I think, no? Very much so. And more, more so against the run to me than as far as like an edge presence. And in a game like this, Bear, tempo, I don't mm-hmm. think Nolan Smith would have been a huge impact player. But if they got into the likes of a game against, say, Michigan in the playoffs, man, Nolan Smith being out is significant, right? But this game, I, you know, I think he's a good player, and I miss his leadership, and I miss his experience. But I, he wouldn't be one that I'd say, all right, this guy, number four, he's going to completely take over the game. Yeah, I, I, I think the number is telling you that Georgia is the only side you can play. Right. But so that being said, I also kind of thought the same thing going into the Alabama game where the number right. was really high. And Tennessee was a massive public play, and everybody was on uh, the underdog balls because of the Bryce Young status. And of course, Bryce played great. So, like, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, you you want to try and play uh, guess the odds makers' uh, rationale and putting a number north of a touchdown up uh, for a team that's dominated the series. It's like deja vu all over again, as Yogi Berra says. Uh, <laughs> I if I had to play the game, I would play Georgia because I also think too there are going to be a lot of people. That, I, the fact that Tennessee was put up there at number one in the playoff rankings, and, and now I mean everyone's seeing the same thing. Oh, Kirby Smart's going to have that bulletin board all over the place. They're number one. We're a big favorite, and uh, but but Tennessee's good, man. They're good, and they got a lot of resolve. And I think I think their defense is a little bit better than what people are, are le- led on to believe. Like, they, they dominated Kentucky the other night. Look, I don't think Kentucky's offense is great right. by any means. Uh, the Alabama game, you sure they gave up a lot of points and a lot of yards. But I, I think their defense is a little bit better than uh, the people might expect. So 
I would tread carefully here. I, I would play Georgia just because I do think Georgia's defense is better. I do think at home it will be a, a massive home field advantage. But I don't feel super great about it right now. Uh, I would agree. I, but once again, though, we kind of said the theme of the week, contrarian. Tennessee feels very public. Georgia right. would feel very contrarian just given where the line opened up. So I, I can't say I disagree with you. The steam is talking me out of Georgia. And seeing that opened at nine, like you said, it was at 13, down to nine. Now it's at seven and a half. To me, it feels like the steam is certainly on the side of the volunteers, which gets me thinking if, twice, but I think all the money's probably on the volunteers. If you if you haven't well. played ten, if you haven't played Tennessee by now, don't don't the worst thing you can do is go chasing a number after after the, the value has already been sapped out of it. So I would absolutely just if you have it, if you like Tennessee and you haven't played it now, just wait it out and maybe they fall behind seven nothing early in the game and maybe you can get involved in a, a live betting situation. There you go. I like that. Let's move next to prime time when we got Clemson on the road at Notre Dame, one of the few big hurdles left on the schedule for Clemson. Uh, love where this game kind of sits for Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame last week, I would say workmanlike performance, no stress really outside of a brief stint there against Syracuse in the second half of that yeah, football never, game. But they, they kind of took their foot off the gas. Never felt like it was going to go in Syracuse's favor. Uh, I love Notre Dame in this spot. Um, I think I don't trust either quarterback. I don't think either nope. quarterback's very good. Uh, I think both defenses are pretty good. I think Clemson's defense is a little bit better than Notre Dame, but I think Notre Dame's home field advantage will neutralize the fact that Clemson's defense is probably the best grouping on the field. So I lean Notre Dame here in a close game. I'm getting north of a field goal. If It just feels like a home dog setup to me with a lot of people looking at that four next to Clemson's name. And next thing you know, you know they go on the road to an undefeated Notre Dame and Notre Dame keeps it close. Yeah, if you like Notre Dame, I would wait it out, bud, because I think this thing is going to steam to like six or maybe even six and a half by Saturday night. Uh, I've seen a lot of, a lot of Clemson talk and chatter right now in this game. I know a couple of people I respect really like Clemson, and I can see this number really moving. So if you like Clemson, I would get on it now. If you want to wait and you like Notre Dame, I would wait it up because it's not going to go down to three at all. If anything else, it's going to continue rising throughout the week. Yeah, this game worries me a little bit for Clemson for a lot of the reasons. Just – and, and, and again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I'm, like there's something about like, I'm not fully there with them. Like, they, how can you be? I, I'm with the, you 100. Like, like I, the comeback, the comeback against against Syracuse was good, and they got some help from the officials, and they finally stopped turning the ball over. Uh, the win at Wake was a, a, a great win, uh, where Wake couldn't close it out. So they they've been able to win these games, but but now. It's a Notre Dame defense that's good. You return to the side of DJ's greatest moment. I would that's the best game he's played. So, so he's got maybe it'll put him in a good psychological place going to South Bend, remembering that moment uh, where where he played. And granted, they lost the game, but it certainly wasn't his fault. Uh, I would wait this one out, and and then Notre Dame or pass would would, would be my, my my lean towards this game because I it's just. And, and, and again, maybe because I have a North Carolina future ticket at 20 to 1 to win the <laughs> ACC. So maybe that's like the little thing that's skewing my judgment. 
but I just feel like we're headed towards a Clemson loss here at some point. Maybe it's this week, or maybe it will be the unexpected uh, loss to North Carolina in the ACC title game if that's the game that we get. But uh, you got to give Clemson credit. They've done – that's how we, we – the committee has given them a ton of credit for, for winning the games, and uh, their strength of record is very good. The strength of schedule is not very good. Uh, but but they have been – it's weird because, like, you look at their efficiency metrics – and, like, the defense, which was supposed to be fantastic, they're only 26th in defensive efficiency. Yeah. 20th in offensive efficiency. So All because like, of that Wake Forest game. <laughs> it's like you, – you, you, and, and, again, I, I brought this up in our, our college game day meeting earlier in the week. Maybe it's also a little bit of – they've been so great from, what, 14 to, to 20 – they were fantastic. That's the Clemson I think people are used to and expecting. And because they haven't been that, maybe that's why people like me are like struggling to be like, you know what, this is still a really good team. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Saturday night uh, watching this and see what happens. Yeah, it should be a good one. That's for sure. Let's go Texas at Kansas State as far as the, oh my gosh, what is this line, line of the week? <laughs> uh, Texas travels to Manhattan and this line opened as a – you know, you kind of see it in a few different places. This line opened with Texas as a two and a half point favorite on the road. I, I don't understand how after what Kansas State did either. last week. I mean, I Kansas State was dominant last week against Oklahoma State, a team that beat Texas. I just dominant I was so shocked when I saw this line. <laughs> yeah, I, I was too. I mean, I, I guess you look at people ex- maybe the odds makers expect a regression from Kansas State off of last week, and Texas had the week off after the uh, another loss where they gave the game away with a bad second-half performance against Oklahoma. It's, it, it, it's interesting because I have, uh, I have a very respected friend in the, uh, in the industry who they, I, I can promise you he will be on Texas in, in, in this game. I have not spoken to him yet about this, but he has a theory about – people who use common opponents like we just did. Right. Kansas State blew out Oklahoma State. Texas lost to Oklahoma State. Of course, that means Kansas State beats Texas, right? He goes the <laughs> other way. So it, it, there there are reasons to like Texas. I mean, you you would expect Texas to, and Robinson in that passing game to, to get going. Uh, is Will Howard going to have another great game like that, right. or is Adrian Martinez going to be back? It, it is an absolute – Smelliest line of the week. Uh, I, I can promise you, Stanford Steve and I will be kicking this one around uh, <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, it, but the, the way the way this game is lined and what you would expect again, these are 19, 20 year old college kids, and every week you're going to get ups and downs. There's nothing consistent uh, about week to week performance from a team in college football. So I would be on Texas here, but I certainly understand those who just want to say, hey, Kansas State is better. I don't know why they're a dog, and I'm going to play the Wildcats at home. But I'm going to. I like Texas. I, I understand the the thinking and the thought process. Like I, uh, to me, I do feel like Will Howard's playing out of his mind. If he is the guy, mm-hmm. um, and Texas, you know, pretty good against the run, not great, but okay. I mean, I could see, I could see Texas definitely. I think they have better personality. Mm-hmm. They're a little more balanced. But I, I, if you think I'm taking. A road favorite against Chris Kleiman at home, you are crazy. 
All right. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State on the road in Lawrence, Kansas, trying to bounce back from the performance last week. Oklahoma State opened as a three-point favorite. That line's now steamed down to one and a half. I know how you feel when the line's between three or plus three or whatnot. It's, it's kind of interchangeable. Um, I, I almost feel like Oklahoma State in a bounce-back performance this week would be the side I'd favor. But I, I do get the sense that Kansas, little time away, has kind of been under the radar of late still packing a lot of punch offensively. So uh, I lean Oklahoma State, but I can certainly see why many would be on Kansas. I think the reason for the line move is I'm hearing good things uh, about Jalen Daniels coming back this week uh, for, for Kansas. So I think that's some people potentially getting ahead of that move, even even though, in, in with all due respect, Jason Bean's been pretty good. Right, it, it's, been right. their, it's been their defense, which uh, has been the issue. So I, I think the Daniels news, that that's the reaction for the line. I hope I w- this is nothing against Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, or Kansas State. I want Kansas to get one more win. I want them to go to a bowl. Right. There was such a great story early in the year. Um, I just want them to get to six. And and, exp- and we, we talk about all these bowl games and how they you – know, no, they don't matter. Like for a team like Kansas, who hasn't been to oh, a bowl matter. game in forever, it's going to matter. And those kids deserve to go to a bowl after what they've been through. So I am hoping at, at some point in one of these final four games that the Jayhawks do get that sixth win and, and then they do get to have a uh, a bowl game to cap their season. I, uh, I think this is probably the most winnable game I think for the Jayhawks the rest of the way. And, and you look at – this is going to be, I think, an up-and-down game. You, you look at Oklahoma State, they've got some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know – Very beat uh, up. If they're, if they're getting any of those guys back this week. I haven't seen any updates, and I think that contributed to K-State going up and down the field on them last week. So if they're not healthy, I would expect this Kansas offense, with or without Daniels, to uh, to be very successful. It's always hard betting betting against a team – that got embarrassed the previous week, as you know, they're going to come out uh, with a better effort. But at the same time, I would I would be on Kansas here. I think I think Chance have a great chance to win. I don't hate that at all. Uh, I, I actually can completely see the logic behind it. Um, I can also see the overreaction. That's why the line kind of stunk to me. It's like the overreaction. I, like how can mm-hmm. they be favored? You know, on the road, right? If nothing else. Totally. Uh, another one that kind of stood out to me, and I've always wondered how you play these. Um, Air Force is playing Army. And, you know, I mean, anytime you have the academies teeing it up against each other, you know, dead dead giveaway, take the under, right? That's a lot. Well, I, 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 I don't have the updated number, but I think it's like like 15 of the last 16 games between academies have gone under. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, at some point you would expect the trend to kind of uh, regress and offset itself, but. Um, if, if, you, if you've been playing it tried and true for the ever since that, that re, the run started, you're in a uh, you're in a great spot. Well, Air Force is the better team. There's no denying that. So so how would you? I mean, but can you lay a touchdown? That feels like a lot of points. Nah, not in a game where there aren't many many possessions and the teams are familiar with themselves and you don't know how many points are going to be scored. Well, it's hard. It's hard to lay a touchdown here. Um, against teams that are so familiar with the, uh, the style of offense that you should run. Yeah, I would agree with you. Let's go to some teams w- involving, you know, number six and number seven in the college football playoff rankings. Let's start with Alabama. They sit right now at number six. 
probably a little higher than I thought they might should be. You know, I thought maybe seven would be more appropriate with TCU ahead of them, more on TCU. Yeah, well, what, what, what do you think? Like, it's a good spot to maybe get into that discussion here with you. Like, like, how much of an issue do you have with it? Because I would assume if Alabama and TCU played Saturday in – Phoenix. I was going to say right. Dallas, but that'd be kind of a home game for TCU. <laughs> sure. Um, even though not really. Like, I would expect most people to pick Alabama to win, and Alabama would probably be a double digit favorite. But right. at the same time, we've also seen kind of a team that's very similar Tennessee with questionable defense, high powered offense, expose Alabama's defense. So it's like, do you re- should TCU be rewarded right now for winning all those games and having the the zero in the loss column over a one loss Alabama, or is it just like strictly like the football judgment? We know, we know they're better. We watched them. TCU's had the benefit of some quarterbacks getting hurt, and they've been trailing in games and come back. Like, where, where do you fall on the on that 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 side of the argument? I think if we're ranking teams based on how many professional athletes they have on their roster, then what's the point in playing the regular season? Like then you're just going to have Bama, Georgia, Clemson, and Ohio State every every week, every year. Just play a round robin amongst those four and crown the winner, the national champion. Because I think I think TCU should be ahead of Alabama because they've done more. I mean, ultimately, and that's why I actually love TCU this week in a spot against Texas Tech, nine point favorite. TCU is probably looking at saying, "What more do you want us to do?" Texas Tech's not great away from home. TCU is going to flex and I think probably show the world, hey man, just just so you know, like this number seven business is for the birds. Like, I, how, how do you feel like the rankings could impact the performance this weekend? I worry about it. We've seen instances where the rank, once these playoff rankings come out, teams see that number and either it's, oh my gosh, we're, we're one or two and they play tight right. or the exact opposite like TCU is, Wait, we're better than this, and they try and go out and do too much, and they get upset. So uh, things change once we get into November. Playoff rankings come out. Now everyone's kind of aware where they stand in the playoff hierarchy, and I think a lot of times this has more of a negative impact on a team, especially teams that aren't used to being here, like the Tennessees and the TCUs, uh, USC's, like the teams that haven't been in playoff UCLA, like like the programs that recently haven't had a ton of success and had to deal with these expectations. Now that like it's real, that could be a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I could see that certainly having a a slight impact. If the game's in Lubbock, I would be concerned, but it's not. Uh, It being in Fort Worth, I think it's a lot of points, but uh, I'm not as sold on Texas Tech on the road. At home, however, very difficult game. A couple more at Bama LSU. Bear that line, surprisingly enough, 12 and a half, steamed up to 13 and a half in some places. A lot of money coming in on the Crimson Tide. Uh, but then it, you look at the ticket count, the numbers, it feels like there's now a lot of money coming in on LSU. So either Vegas found the sweet spot or what? Um, they, they found I, the sweet spot. <laughs> right? I feel personally like it'd be difficult to lay two touchdowns on the road. I just feel like that's a difficult thing to do, especially against a team that's playing their best football coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. So it's either LSU or stay away from me. I'd take the points. I still think Alabama wins, but it just feels like a lot of points on the road against a team that does have some similarities, like you alluded to a second ago, to Tennessee that gave Bama fits earlier. Yeah, and, and the, the, the Alabama on the road, we've discussed this 
I mean, the Arkansas game is the outlier the last couple of years. You escape with a one-point win at Texas, you lose at, at Tennessee. Now you've got back-to-back weeks at LSU, at Ole Miss. Um, it feels that this would be LSU or pass for me uh, as well because I think the things that Jaden Daniels can do and the way that LSU offense is going right now, I think they can score some points here. Um, so do, do I love it? Not necessarily, but if, you, if you're looking for a side and you're looking to watch, uh, I, I think LSU would be the side I would play just because of uh, that That place is a, is a good home field advantage. I know Alabama has had a ton of success there, but there's been, I mean, look at last year's game as well. As bad as LSU was last year, they nearly went to Brian Denny and won. Now you've got yeah. primarily an entire, you got an entirely new coaching staff. You got a different team, but the Alabama team is different as well. So the, I don't, I don't, I don't think their receivers are as good. I don't think the offensive line is as good. So it's like, it's what could be interesting on, in Death Valley on Saturday night. Very, uh, I think without question. I'll tell you another stinky line. You ready for this one? This one reeks bear. Minnesota on the road at Nebraska. That line at sixteen Jeez. points. I think Nebraska, after last week, they, they might have just shut it down. I mean, that Casey means, uh, Thompson, though, I mean, depending on his availability, if he's unavailable, obviously that's a big, it's a big issue. But sit, Minnesota's offense laying that many points, I don't trust that offense at how all. Many point, how many points is Nebraska going to score even with Casey Thompson? If, if it is Casey Thompson instead of uh, Chupa Purdy, like, like – Feels like I, I a dead under know. to me. I, I don't know, man. You you you'd have to probably put a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of red contents of red solo cups in my uh, in my <laughs> system in order to get me to bet Nebraska on Saturday. What about the under? You like the under there? Yeah, I, I, I would I would prefer to play the under than I think lay the sixteen with with uh, with Minnesota. But yeah, under would be the uh, man. This is a team that scored thirty seven points against. Uh, Against Purdue a couple of weeks ago, but but I, I think you look you look at this team, yeah, fourteen against Oklahoma, fourteen against Sunge, nine last week against <laughs> the Good Illinois. Like you you look the rest. I, I don't I don't think this team has a win left on the schedule the rest of the way. Unfortunately, a, team, a year that had a little bit of optimism and a little bit of hope just never seemed to transpire for the Oscars to this year. All right, what else do you like this week, Bear? Before we get you out of here, there's a few others: Miami, Florida State, Oregon, Colorado. Uh, ooh, how about this one? I had forgotten to ask you about this one. South Carolina, less than a touchdown, less than a touchdown at Vandy. I mean, that, after the huge Carolina overreaction, we, we liked Missouri last week. We were we, did. we saw that one a mile away. Like you're gonna, you want to lay seven points with, with South Carolina? That offense it just feels like a feels like such a get back spot, right? It's like, hang on a second. Like, oh, South Carolina is terrible. I'll take Vandy at home. I don't know. I mean, it's like one of those, like the overreaction and the contrarian play to me feels like the right side. That's the theme of the week for me. Probably shouldn't be, but it is. Why? Why is Virginia Tech favorite? That, that's what I want to know. Like they're terrible. Did you see Georgia Tech on defense last week against Florida State? I mean, like, yeah, but they give up six fifty. Virginia Tech's offense is awful. Like it's embarrassingly bad. At least Georgia Tech is. I mean, I don't want to say Virginia Tech hasn't been tried because that would be that would be unfair. Because I'm not. But like Georgia Tech, at least has given an effort. Like especially since the the, the coaching change. Like I. 
I, I could very easily find myself on Georgia Tech on Saturday because I, I just don't think this Hokies offense is any good at all. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm taking the under. <laughs> After watching Virginia Tech in the first half of that football game last week, Virginia Tech might be an auto under for me every single week from this point forward. Outside of a long... And Virginia. And Virginia. Do you want to talk about another sticky line this week? That's another one. North Carolina minus seven at Virginia. Like, that one no makes North no... Carolina? If you watch the game against Miami, like Virginia oh. completely wet the bed. I mean, dropped pass in the end zone, several plays. I mean, several plays, couple drop passes in the end zone that would have won the game, ended up not winning them. Ended up, I mean, just draw, not even contested, like wide open drops, and yet they still yeah. couldn't get it done. Got tackled yeah, inside the five goal line stand like that. Virginia had no business losing last week. Yeah. Um, okay. So I could see them coming out. That's the only problem, though, is when you have such a gut-wrenching loss at this point of the season, do you mail it in? You know, North Carolina against, still with a ton to play for. Best, against the best offense in the league now, and your offense has been bad, and Armstrong looks nothing like the player uh, he was the last couple of years. I know Carolina's defense is, what, 115th in the country in defensive efficiency, but, like, can, can Virginia, like, do anything? <laughs> and, 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 and it's funny because we talked about, too, like, we're talking about, like, Hooker and Stroud and Caleb Williams and Bryce Young. Like, why isn't Drake May's name being discussed in terms of like it's criminal into the high into the highs? I mean, his numbers compare very nicely uh, compared to those other guys. And if they go eleven and one, which they could, and they're in the ACC title game, then maybe they win the ACC. Like, like why in Tennessee loses and doesn't go to Atlanta and. I, why Why shouldn't he be at least in New York? You're preaching to the choir. I mean, here's here's the biggest issue I have with, with the Drake May situation. It further compounds the argument that if your team's not in the playoff hunt, you almost don't matter as far as the Heisman race is concerned. Which is awful. It's embarrassing. It's just, that's why the Heisman to terrible. me is... The Heisman to me is voter mentality. Well, that's where we're at. I mean, there's too many voters, and there's not enough yep. people actually yep. watching the games. Like, yep. dude, watch the kid. He's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable, and yet he's nowhere to be found as far as the Heisman. Conference. If it's supposed to go to the most outstanding player, and they have been a sieve on defense at times, like, and he had to single-handedly in some cases win on the road at App State in his second career start. Like, how? I mean, how is it that we're not talking about this kid at the highest possible levels? Like, do you want to give me a look ahead line on him being drafted first overall? Like, all right, I'll 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 take I'll take that one to the bank. Uh, either him or Caleb Williams, take your pick. Right? I mean, it's it's no it's no decision. I'll I'll run the card up there now. If you're asking me to take one of those two. <laughs> There you go. I mean, I would. I'm taking Drake May every day and twice on Sunday, man. I love that kid. I think he's special. Why? Why is SMU favored over Houston? <laughs> I love that as you're going through the list now, you're starting to pick out. I was gonna let you go, and now you're all wound up, ready to go. I like it, I Bear. I am. How I'm is SMU? Be, because we talked about this being contrarian week and right. stinky line week, and I'm looking at another one now, like. I'm like SMU's favorite over Houston. Look, I know Houston is giving some games away, and their offensive line isn't very good. And Tune has been 
sacked a bunch, but right. Will SMU really be favored? I know the game's in. This is this is Big Twelve Revenge Week. Like, how dare you leave us for the Big Twelve? We're gonna get you and kick you on the way out the door, Dallas baby. Two one four. All right, like that's that's two one four over the two eight one. Like you know what's gonna go on right here. Like no doubt, uh, this is SMU or SMU or stay away. I'm laying them. Like absolutely laying them right now with SMU. Uh, given where that line is at, I, it's three. It's even up to three and a half in some places. The steam is that strong in favor of the ponies. And I know West Virginia. I know West Virginia's defense is atrocious as well. Iowa State scoring seven points though. Like Iowa State minus seven at home against West Virginia. How can you lay seven points with them? Yeah, you can't. Uh, the it's only thing it's that probably I... an under game. It's probably an under game because you know their defense will ball out like they have all year. It's really criminal that um, I don't know if you follow uh, Pick Six previews on Twitter. If you're not, you should because Brett does an awesome job. He has a lot of uh, uh, opponent adjusted metrics that he creates and has his own formulas for for the uh, Power Five teams. Like Iowa State and Iowa are top three defenses in the country. And what are they, two and eight combined in league play? And they're both like, what, 50 50 at best to get bowl eligible? Like, it's an embarrassment how bad both of their offenses are this year. And their defenses are playing out of their mind. So, I love, I mean, look, I, I love Iowa State and I, I love the fans there. And I've, I've loved the. Don't try to, the- don't try to spin it. Don't you no, dare. Saying, no. I, I, no, you I just punt it on Iowa State I, I forever. Friends who are, who are lifelong diehard Cyclone fans, and they deserve better for having, and so do Iowa fans for having to ridic- sit through the ridiculous offense that they've uh, had to deal with. Six Don't you on- say that. Didn't you see them that come alive last week? Iowa plus five, lock of the week. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, they, they, against un- undefeated in Europe, Northwestern. <laughs> how is, how, seriously, someone's going to have to explain that one to me. How is no? They're playing Purdue. How is uh, this week Purdue? Um, obviously, I know the last week they smoked Northwestern. How is that line only at five, four and a half, depending on where you get it? Like, how is that possible? You have to take Iowa. You have to. Yeah, it'll, that'll that'll go up too. That that'll that, that I see four and a half and five open four now four and a half and fives. That that's one of those that'll get up to six by Saturday as well. Give me, give me, give me the Hawkeyes, man. Give me the Hawkeyes there. I also don't hate the oh. under. He, he, here, here's another one, by the way. How about Louisville scheduling James Madison? James right Madison, in between, right in, right in between the Wake Forest game where they Wake turned it over a million times last week, and then you got Clemson in your next game. Like, like you talk about a situation for disaster right here. Again, poor old James Madison, their first year of FBS football. This and, is. This is James Madison. This is James Madison or pass all day long. Seven and a half points right now. Opened at ten. Steamed all the way down. Look, there's one thing that James Madison does really, really well. They're very good against the run defensively. Louisville. If we know, there's one thing they don't do as well. It's throw the ball with great consistency. Malik Cunningham's a tremendous athlete. Tremendously difficult to contain. But as far as him carving you up through the air, I don't see that happening. So uh, I take. North of a touchdown, give me James Madison all day long, even on the road, knowing that this is their Super Bowl and a way to make a statement against a team that caught everyone's attention last week. Same side or no? Uh, it's James Madison or passed for me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking at some of these other ridiculous numbers this year. Like 
You're going to lay point. Florida A&M, who wants a part of either of those teams? <laughs> Seriously, you want to bet Florida? Good luck with that. You want to lay points with A&M? And look, I'll say this, though. I'm glad they finally did make the move to Connor Wegman because it's going to do nothing but help them moving forward as the year goes on and as they get into next year. Getting him experience now and what is a lost year is a – it is a good move for the Aggies. You're, you're preaching to the choir there, my friend. Thanks so much for the time, brother. Great stuff. Uh, good luck playing this week. Sounds like the, your volume play, based on our conversation today, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be able to hit your volume play over under twenty two and a half plays on the week for you. Under under definitely. No, I will never get no way. I won't get that high. <laughs> I, I might get to like nine or ten, but no way. No way I get to the two. Number with a two will not ever, ever be threatened by me. Well, we'll see. I don't know. A couple live lines that might catch your eye. And it starts, it started last. No, that's, a different, that's a different story. If, if we live, yeah, exactly. live lines, and if you start with I, games on Tuesday, you, you we could very easily see a two in front of the number there. I've, uh, I've, I've been known to get involved in some laying some pretty heavy juice with live, with live betting, by the way. It's, you know what? You know what's funny? Is I know I know we're going long here, but that's okay. People like stories, so I'm sitting in the uh, the hotel room last week in Knoxville uh, after we got done calling uh, that game, and I had a money line parlay that was a, a healthy size money line parlay that came down to one game at San Jose State in Nevada. So I, I'm like, oh wait, I'm in Tennessee. I can live bet this and get. So I'm looking for the best price on the various books. Uh, that you can bet at, uh, bet with in the state of Tennessee, and I get to, I get to one of them, which I'm not going to name. You can go to my Twitter account and see the tweet. <laughs> and I'm oh Nevada plus eleven hundred on the on the money line. Oh, I can bet, I bet two hundred bucks. I'm basically getting my money line stake back, and I'm still guaranteed profit either way. It's going to be great. So I go to two hundred bet two. Sorry, max max wager exceeded. Your correct amount that you are able to bet is nine dollars and eleven cents. <laughs> so I, I, they were going to give me a whole nine dollars and eleven cents to win like a hundred bucks on uh, on Nevada. So hey, we, 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 we had to take our business elsewhere. There you go, nine dollars. Hey, nine dollars though, Bear. You could have gotten a scratch yeah. off there and turned it into God knows what, right? I mean, at your right. at your little convenience store. I like it. Well, the Spartans <laughs> came back and won, so the initial money line parlay cash. I went. I lost my stake with the, uh, the 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 hedge to guarantee myself equal profit, and all is well. Hey, not seems like seems like a good st- good moral of the story there. Uh, always find value and always hedge if available. Right. Bear, great stuff, man. We appreciate you. Starting your own small business can be a total roller coaster. Between all those bumpy twists and turns comes the actual business side of your business which can really throw you for a loop. Luckily, with QuickBooks, you can manage your business with confidence from the start. So no matter how bumpy the ride gets, you can always stay on track. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because it takes 10 minutes or less 
for most small business employers to post a job, according to Indeed Data US. Indeed also has a jaw-dropping pool of talent. In fact, three out of four U.S. online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to Comstore. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at Indeed.com slash always. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 offer. All right, great visit with the Bear. We hit... I think every single game that's being played when he said Florida A&M, I actually thought he was talking about Florida A&M, like the Rattlers. So I quite literally thought we were going to every possible corner of the college football world. And we got through a bunch of games, man. So I hope you enjoyed what you listened to. If you did, please like, rate, and subscribe here on ESPN's YouTube channel or anywhere where you get your podcast. You can hit us up on social media at always CFB on both Instagram and on Twitter. You can hit me up personally at Greg McElroy, G-R-E-G-M-C-E-L-R-O-Y. And you can always follow the show wherever it is you want to follow it from. Thanks so much. We've had so much fun this week. We've had some highs. We've had some lows. We've gotten frustrated, but we had a great day today. And we'll have a great day tomorrow as we preview some of the biggest games from around the college football world. For Mark Kubiak and Jack Foster, I'm Greg McElroy. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, it's always college football. Hey guys, it's Greg McElroy. Thanks for watching Always College Football. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe to ESPN's YouTube channel and wherever you listen to your podcasts.